Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Blog Talk Radio. You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. to have personal responsibility, political accountability, and corporate culpability. We must eliminate poverty. I don't care what color the person or child I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, and welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. If you've been with me for the last couple of weeks, you know I'm still, believe it or not, I'm still fighting uh, a little sickness. I think I have a little bronchitis, so pretty sure y'all hear it in my voice. I'm also pleased to bring back returning guest to the Mental Dialogue talk show. Uh, brother, I absolutely admire and uh, and appreciate Brother Dwayne Drawn. How you doing this morning, King? If you will, say hello to all the truth seekers, and thank you for being with us this morning. How you doing, King? I am here. Hello, everyone. Can you hear me okay? Yes, you're coming through loud and clear. So we got you. We got you loud, uh, loud and clear this time. We you know we've had a little trouble getting you through clear in the last few weeks. But I will say, I'm gonna go ahead and give you a heads up. We are not without problems this morning. They just may not be technical ones. And so I'm starting to wonder if it's you, the uh, <laughs> way I, I have smooth shows for about a year. And then about every March, I pop up and say, hey, Dwayne, you want to come on the show again? <laughs> and when the morning gets started, it's always a, a, a rough morning, but it's always going to get through it. But at least this time, we are starting on time. We're going to get through this thing. It may just be you and I, and that was not the plan, uh, but I'll get into That's that. That's that Chicago hate. Again. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we still hating on Chicago down here in the A. That's all that is. I don't know why we hating on y'all because y'all up there in the cold weather. We got it good down here. But, nah, it's all good. But if you will, King, say hello to the truth seekers. Give them a little bit of your background, and we're going to peel back this morning's discussion question. Um, you know, one of our guests, unfortunately, had someone transitioning their family, so that's understandable. And um, hopefully um, I'll be able to get my co-host on over the, ne- over the course of the next few minutes. But either way, if it's just you and me, we'll tackle this thing head on from how we see it. But, again, say hello to the truth seekers and give them a little bit of your background. Uh, Dwayne Dron, uh, the owner of VizX, V-I-Z-X Design Studios, we're an elevated outdoor living design firm, and we specialize in custom backyards from swimming pools to um, outdoor kitchens to pergolas, things like that on that nature. Uh, we actually do furniture sales and stuff like that now. Um, going all the way back to childhood, started off um, pretty much like everybody else, hanging out in the neighborhood. Father bought some lawnmowers, started cutting grass. Built a nice-sized grass-cutting business, left, went to the Marine Corps, took courses, architectural engineering, drafting, things like that while I was in the Corps, then came back and started, um, uh, actually did a little bit of sense of car sales and came back and started a business that we did like paver patios and outdoor living, and my my wife as a team came together and we built this company, a little bit over $6.2 million in sales in Columbus, Ohio, and dealing with the racial aspects of being black and building a business and being like the number one buyer for suppliers, we were picking up a lot of flack. So we actually shut down, sold the business, moved to Chicago, and started a brand new firm that's more of a design firm. And here I am, present moment. I love it, man. You again, as as I say, I admire, um, you know, finding out about your story. Is you know, and just for for anybody out there listening, you may have heard of, um, you know, some of this brother's stories. It was published, especially in the uh, Chicago area, just pointing out, as you said, some of the things you went down, went through before closing down the previous firm. And we had you on the show kind of discussing that, the you know, just the idea of, you know, building such a successful firm. But, again, you know, being the owner and, you know, how, what you went through or whatever. And I definitely encourage people to go back and listen to those shows. Um, but this morning show, again, um, I definitely was looking to have yourself on with a couple other thought leaders uh, to discuss this morning's discussion. I'll go ahead and kind of share that with the audience. And, again, if it's just you and I, we'll break it down, and hopefully the audience will get in and get in and take part and give us their three cents on this morning's discussion question, question which is, should blacks build a nation within a nation? Should blacks build a nation within a nation? Um, again, thank you for being with me. Um, again, um, um, just well wishes go out to our brother um, Baba Amin Imamu Ojuok, who's again um, founder of the Uhuru Academy. He was one of the with us this morning, but again, he had someone in his family transition. And he's just to kind of give you a little background. Again, I kind of put together a great discussion group to to break this down. But um, he's uh, every bit about building a nation within a nation. He has an Afrocentric school. He's been doing it, educated for about 26 years. And he takes his students, and he's very focused, you know, just to give a little background, and we can get into a little bit of this, but he's very focused on agriculture and STEM uh, within his training of his students. And, you know, that's something that I think is, you know, should be a focus of our community um, and, you know, for him, that focus is with the idea that we might or could or should build a nation uh, within a nation for the protection of our community. And, again, I hate to 
you know, not have his thoughts on this discussion, again, as he is a big pusher for that and, again, wanted to get into, you know, his mindset. And so, again, hate that he's not uh, with us. Uh, but, again, just giving a little backdrop to kind of what he was going to bring to the table. Um, again, if it's just going to be in you and I, uh, what I'll do uh, before I share my thoughts, when you hear that discussion question, and let me say this to you as well, Dwayne, and I'll share it with the audience. Uh, my ideal in speaking to you, um, knowing that you, in a sense, you know, what we may consider, you know, have successfully, um, in a sense, created your own business and are doing pretty well for yourself. Uh, my idea, and I haven't shared this with you, was just, again, having a brother, Baba Amin, who's kind of dedicated to that concept of building a nation within a nation, and then bringing someone like yourself who's kind of navigating, as I always call it, the American experience. And that we all know for us as African Americans, that's not easy. But, again, having reached a certain level of success. So my goal had been to just have this discussion with, in a sense, people, are, and I would consider in two different arenas, but just having an open and honest discussion of what, even if you know if we were even capable of building a nation within a nation, what that might look like. Um, I, I assume that you know, kind of hearing his ideas might be a first for 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 you. And again, I may be wrong, but again, I just assume that. And so the idea was to have that dialogue, but at the same time, seeing where you've been successful, I, I figured you would bring some practical thoughts to maybe some of the things he had to say. But again, we'll tackle it amongst ourselves. And again, I hate to miss. Um, you know, his thoughts, and I'm just kind of putting it out there and sharing with you kind of what the idea was, was to just have a realistic discussion about, one, what that looked like, what what does having a nation with a nation look like, and is that something that is actually feasible, or is it something that we should even look at or consider doing? So I wanted to explore all of those, and we'll do it amongst ourselves, and again, I just hate to not have um, Baba means. Um, thoughts with us this morning on it. But anyway, to kind of just give all that backdrop, what I'll say to you, in hearing that question, should blacks build a nation within a nation, what were your first initial thoughts? Just, you know, give it to us raw. Um, again, you know, you didn't know why I plugged you for the show, so I don't know what your initial thoughts may have been, but if you would, just kind of share that with the audience when you heard that's the discussion question. What were your thoughts? Uh, for me, I just knew I had to get ready. <laughs> I like it. I love last, it. Yeah, yeah. From that last conversation we had on the phone the other evening, um, I realized that when you put it together, one, I didn't understand it at first because it's funny you said that nation building and things like that. You know how I feel about that whole subject, and I'm thinking, why would he plug me in this show? But from what you just explained, it makes sense. You have a person who would have been great to have on who's building that, who's putting the schools together, who's probably seeing the change, the progress, and everything else. Then you have myself that said, let's go conquer. Let's go conquer the world. I mean, so you're right. There's two different views on that. and um, It's going to be missed, but I think we can pull this off. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, I definitely want to hear your initial thoughts. As always, we're going to go to a quick niche break. And when we come back from break, we'll get hot and heavy. We'll open up the phone lines, see if anybody wants to get in with us. But, again, I think we can have an excellent dialogue, and I'll share my thoughts um, on this subject as well. Again, Baba Amin would be sorely missed for this discussion, but as you said, we'll, we would definitely pull this off. We'll be right back listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show for All I Ask. This is that you think this one is discussion question. Should blacks build a nation within a nation? We'll be right back. Hey. 
Where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes. And I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit. And what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. And everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk, talk. They still go with me. Because I look like money. Smell like money. Talk like money. Even walk like money. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's discussion question, should blacks build a nation within a nation? Special guest with me this morning, Brother Dwayne Draw. As we mentioned before the break, if you're just now tuning in, uh, we sorely miss uh, another guest that was supposed to be on, Baba Amin, who's definitely dedicated to the concept of building a nation within a nation. Again, we're going to do this discussion. He lost someone in transition, so our thoughts are with us if you're just now tuning in. But again, hey, me and Dwayne, we got this. So I'll start, uh, Brother Dwayne. I'm sorry, I'm sorry before, I, first, I have a question. Yeah, yeah, please jump in, King. I'm getting a lot of feedback. Are you getting a lot of feedback? Okay. All yeah, right, let's I'm see if we can figure it out. Like All right, so no surprise for you and I, because, again, I haven't had this experience in a while. All right, let's see if we can figure it out. Let's um, let's take you down one second to see if I can bring you back up. Um, you you don't have the show in the background at all, do you? I'm no, no, no. I'm trying, no, I'm trying I'm, to figure out what it might be. I have my laptop okay. in front of me, but I'm about to shut all that down to see if that helps. Okay. All right. Well, let's have let's have you do this. Um, let's have you um call right back in and see if it cuts out the feedback because I'm not getting it on my end, so I have to try to figure out what it might be. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna shut all the computers down in my my area too. See if that's about now. Okay. Actually, where's the computer? Hello? But like I said, maybe you could. Yeah, I can hear you very well. Like you're coming through clear. I'm not getting any feedback, so it's hard for me to tackle it without hearing it. Yeah, I'll call you right out there, just yeah, just call right back in and see if we can get a better connection. Hopefully, that'll cut out the feedback. All right, if everybody will bear with us very quickly, um, again, we're gonna get through this morning. Definitely, I wanna open up the phone line to see what others have to say about this discussion. Question: Should blacks? build a nation within a nation, just trying to see if we can get Brother Dwayne but back on without Dwayne drawing on a Viz X design. All right, I got him back on. Let's see if we can get him on without the feedback from him so they can hear me clearly. All right, Brother, we I got you was, back uh, on. I had the computer. I had the laptop in my, my lap. I think that caused it. I think it was my computer. Okay, yeah, yeah. It, it, it don't take much with a phone, unfortunately. We're, you know, just for anybody out there listening, all of us are on phones. I run the show actually from a phone just to let people know. So, yeah, it doesn't take much to create some feedback. So are you not – Are you? am I coming through clear for you now? Yes, yes, yes. I shut it down and just started paying attention. Okay, perfect. Attention all right, so, yeah, let's – all right, yeah, absolutely. Let's get let's get this thing going. All right, we good. All right, good. Yep, we had to get that cleared up. So I want to start, and it just so happened, just the timing of 
uh, this weekend. That's kind of how it often goes when I get a show set up. Things are, you know, as you're obviously because I'm focused on it, you start paying attention to, to, you know, to things that sometimes will come into the show. When I reached out to you, uh, you know, obviously, you know, some things just pop up even after you kind of decide you're going to do a show. And one of the things that popped up this week that was pretty cool, in my opinion, is um, Solange, and I hope I'm saying her name right, knows. Uh, you know, m- maybe some people know her more as Beyonce's sister, um, but she dropped an album this week, and um, a couple of years ago, a Seat at the Table was a, an excellent album. If you, I don't know if you ever heard it, but it was just an excellent album that really resonated with the community, and from what I understand, this new album is also. Um, she just kind of, when you look at Beyonce and Salon, it's kind of this idea that, um, you know, she's just extremely conscious, whereas we kind of admire both of them. Um, but when you kind of get into how Solange thinks, how Solange thinks, uh, she seems to be really dedicated um, to our community. So she ended up sending out a tweet in addition to uh, her album coming out this week, and I just thought it was a good place to start. And so I'll share this with you and just kind of open up, Duane, and kind of, you know, give me your thoughts on this tweet, and, of course, I'll respond as well. Um, so the tweet she put out this week, again, at the same, kind of in, at the same time as her album was coming out. And I don't know if you know this or if anybody out there listening knows this, but uh, Solange also just purchased blackplanet.com, if you remember that kind of, you know, that uh, website that kind of came famous over, you know, almost over a decade ago from what I understand, but she recently purchased it. I don't know if you heard that, but I got to kind of put that in the context and backdrop of this discussion. So she purchased it, and from what I've seen on social media, people are have, have are joining it again and encourage people to join it and kind of make that our social media place. I even heard people saying, let's jump on this, and, you know, just as much as we hop on Facebook. So, again, these are just some of the initial things I'm seeing around it. I actually applaud the move by her and obviously wish her much success with it. But I also want to give that backdrop before you hear this tweet because, again, I think it fits um, uh, something that we can discuss in, more, in reference to this morning's discussion. So Shalon's tweet, again, keep in mind she had just bought Black Planet, dropped the album, and the tweet simply said, create our own committees, build our own institutions, give your friends rewards, award yourself, and be the goal you want to hold, my Gs. I, I, I love the um, but I, and I think it absolutely aptly applies to this morning's discussion. So, in hearing that tweet, uh, Brother John, knowing that this morning's discussion is should blacks build a nation within a nation, uh, how does that tweet hit, hit for you, if, I, if if you will? Um, one, I have to give a disclaimer to the way I think. I'm probably going to upset a lot of people, so let me give my disclaimer now, so I don't have to check, keep doing it every single time I make a comment. Um. When you when you and I first talked about it, even when we even first met, I have always been sort of generalized, like, let's go out there and not just this black-only business. Like, I think I even think the first time we talked, I, I told you mm-hmm. I'm not a black business. I'm a business. And I, I, I still to this day don't even want to be recognized as a black business. I want to be recognized as a business, um, not just a black business. But the more and more I'm watching and the more and more I'm growing up to become a, a more mature man and a, I mean, a father and a husband, I'm seeing, I, I keep thinking of the movie um, Avatar. And they had this tree, it was called Aoa, and everybody connected to this one tree. 
and it sort of transferred the information to everybody and then sort of proved that we all need each other as one. So more and more I'm starting to push to sort of black nation building black unity, but in a different aspect of others. I don't think it should be our own world. I think it should be more of secure training to put us out into the world. So, um, like, I, especially traveling around, I travel a lot for my job, and I'm all over the city and stuff like that. I'm noticing that there's not a lot of black professionals. There are, but there's not a lot. There are black professionals who do certain things, but there's not a lot. And some of the things are, too, is that the black men, um, let's start with the black men, some of the young black men. They're not dressing right. They're walking around with their cologne is weed. I mean, they're, they're walking around with their pants hanging down, sagging, thinking that's the style. Everybody knows everything about pop culture, R. Kelly, but don't know a thing about insurance or health care or how to even get mortgages or how to do anything. But they know all this other stuff. So if we do have black nation building, it's pretty much black educational building because I would rather get education from somebody I can trust, which would be my people and learn, but then take that knowledge and go out to the world because it's too late for us to draw up now. I think it's time for us to push forward. No, respect the thoughts. Now, what, I, what I'll share with you, I'm going to tell you a part I appreciate. We actually had a caller that wants to get in. <laughs> Again, excuse me, excuse me, everyone. Again, I'm bearing. I'm trying to get through this bronchitis, so bear with me through the show. Um, <laughs> the one thing that I really appreciate, I, I want to hear this, this thought, a quick thought from you before I go to the caller. Uh, one thing that I really appreciated about what Solange had to say in that tweet, and again, I think it applies again not only to this discussion, but again, it's just the timing of everything. We just had the what is the Oscars, if I, if I remember correctly, just recently. You know where we saw, um, you know, Spike Lee and you know, others get recognized. And when she says, give your friends awards, award yourself, um, I took that tweet and the timing of it to be that reference. And let me see what, and again, I just want to hear your thoughts and then we'll go to the caller. Um, I took that in a sense, even the concept of kind of recognizing ourselves and in a sense not needing validation from, in a sense, the larger community community in a way that we have seeked it. And I and I would even say sometimes to our own detriment. Like I've never personally cared about those awards, but I felt that, for example, that her tweet was kind of making that reference. Let's have our own things. Let's, let's recognize ourselves to the extent that we're not seeking the validations of others. So if we could just kind of, again, hear a quick thought on that because I think that psyche – plays a role in whether we're going to, quote, unquote, build a nation within a nation or not. I think that is a psyche that still has to be considered whatever side you land on of this discussion question, if it makes sense. So a quick thought on, you know, just that concept, and then we'll go to the call. See, I think that's our, our greatest trap is trying to seek awards and validations from them anyway. I mean, um, I, 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 she's correct. Let's start rewarding each other and but building value in the reward. Like we still have this community that's based upon greatness is only uh, entertainer. So in the black community, the people that we look up to are entertainers. So they're getting awards for what? For making a movie? I mean, for making some music? 
So, I mean, where's the, like you said, the, I, I did not get his name correctly, but the gentleman who's supposed to be on the date, that's the one we need to give an award to. I, I'm, not, I'm not differentiating awards. What I'm just saying is if we really look at awards and things like that, it's the ones who are building and helping the communities. Those are the awards, not the ones selling CDs and albums. And we're looking at them like they're great. Nah, much respect, King. Let's see what the caller has to say. Area code four zero two last three one nine nine. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion question. Uh, yeah, my name is uh, Stewart, and I'm calling from Omaha, Nebraska. Can you hear me okay? Hey, what's up, Stewart? Long time no hear from King. Glad to have you back on the show, man. If you will, yeah, absolutely. Um, if, you know, again, I'll, I'll go ahead and say this again. I hadn't heard from you in a while, but you you definitely bring it when you come to the show. So as always, if you got time, we might even, you know, let you kind of get in here all the way with us. But let's go ahead and hear what your initial three cents is, King. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I hope I can keep up to speed. But uh, the uh, quote you're talking about as far as from Solange uh, is concerned, I think she was kind of speaking on black people breaking the uh, dependency complex that we have that's been instituted in, within us because of slavery. See, in order for us to really build for ourselves, we've got to actually start thinking for ourselves. And uh, educating yourself to acculturize to the dominant culture is not really going to benefit you in the sense of breaking free from those chains of, uh, that you're being held up under of being exploited by that very culture. You've got to have a sense within your own self of a purpose, you know, as a people, to actually become self-productive and self-growing you know, as a collective in order to get ourselves out of this situation that we're in as a people today. You know, yet, I mean, it's true that, you know, we got to change some of our cultural bearings and cultural standards and things like that so that we can actually be our best selves, but we should do it, you know, for our own sense of self-dignity, not because, you know, we want to get some kind of favor from other people, you know. But definitely we do not need to break thoughts. that sense No, nah, strong thoughts. Do I, uh, in, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, brother. I thought you were near the end. No, go, go, ahead. Ahead. go ahead. I apologize for that. Go ahead, King. That's all right. Yeah, but definitely as a people, no, no, we absolutely. do need to break that, break that dependency cycle so we can go ahead and, you know, end some of the ills that we suffer from out here today as people. You know, Wayne, we got any to, thoughts we got, about what Brother Stewart had to say? I agree with him. I agree with uh, exactly what he said. Like, we have to break this dependency on thinking that we need to own up or share up to them. And, and not to them as in say they're bad. Like, I, I mean, I mean, in secretive, we, we know what the real is. But not to say that they're bad, but we need to become our own and our own identity, which I think we are in a, in a, in a sense. But our identity needs to be upon more building more wealth, building more um, controlling the market share, per se. So I, I would say black people do have their own identity. And it is in one such of, I, I sort of, I always said, like I said, I, I got to give um, sort of, um, what do you call that, uh, a disclaimer sometimes. But sometimes I feel being a black person, we're like a jester. So the king will have us around as long as we're dancing and, and jumping and making people move. But yet when it comes to doing intelligent work, business and things like that, we're not really a part of anything. So I, I, we do have to build, we have to break free of that and then build our own and stuff like that. I, I guess, I guess that's my best piece for that. 
No, absolutely. I respect it. Um, yeah, brother Stu, any last thoughts before, um, you know, before I let you go? And as always, you can always get back in as we continue the discussion. If you hear something that, won't, you know, you want to jump back in, uh, when you uh, when I let you go, just come off the one and go back on at the point that you want to jump back in if you're able to keep listening. But I definitely, I'll say that um, I, I definitely agree. And if I'm hearing you correctly and correct me if I'm wrong, you're definitely more focused on it from a, a mindset standpoint. Because if I'm, if I'm understanding yeah. you clearly, if we were able to, in a sense, break it within our mental, the actions thereafter will kind of take care of itself, take care of itself. Yeah, I mean, and again, this is, yeah, yeah, this discussion this morning, you know, we were wanting to kind of get into the nuts and bolts of what actions might look like. But again, if I'm hearing you correctly, I think people would kind of figure it out. If, if I hear you correctly on their own, if we wasn't so reliant, or as you said, dependent on the broader culture. And again, as you said, we, we know where it comes from, but our, but it's going to be up to us to break that. Go ahead, King. I'm sorry if I, I cut you off. Yeah. No, uh, you, you're doing your thing. Uh, we have to, you, as a people, we have to kind of break ourselves from the European standards of what case that we accept as being palatable, you know, the kind of things and desires and wants, you know, that we seek, you know, in this society truly only benefit white supremacy. You know, if we're truly going to fix ourselves as a people, we have to recultivate our own tastes and then not only recultivate them, be able to find ways to capitalize off those tastes so that way we can do business with each other and begin to produce a means of production that's going to be self-beneficial for people that look like us around the world. See, that's the thing. It takes an individual effort. And within that individual mindset, you know, you got to have one of being black first. And then from that, you'll be able to seek out and look for things and cultivate things that are definitely going to be in taste, that are going to be beneficial for you, for not only you, you know, your brother or your neighbor or your cousin, you know, or the, you know, the cat you chop it up with on social media. You know, you start looking for things that will be beneficial in that way, and then you engage in commerce between each other and then there. That's how you start beginning to build an economic base. That way you can, you know, foster your educational institutions, the entertainment institutions, you know, and, and industrial institutions, you know. But it first starts, you know, with the self and the self-concept. You know, if you want to pull yourself away from European standards of beauty, of uh, success, you know, of uh, uh, taste as far as, you know, food and uh, appearances and things like that, you know, just black people, we got to pull ourselves away from that so that that way we can find things that are definitely beneficial and building for us, and especially religion. Let me not uh, leave that out. But, uh, you know, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, I'm going to go to a, a quick break. Note. Yeah, we can, you can, can, I, can, you can, I, uh, you can get back. Can I? Yeah, I'll go, can yeah, I yeah uh, brother Dwayne, if you will. I'll go ahead, go, yeah, go ahead real quickly. Go ahead real quickly. Okay, um, I'm going to have to say I sort of disagree, and, and I rarely do that, but the reason I, I just one aspect of what he was what the gentleman was saying I disagree on is the fact that black people don't really have their own standards. And if there's one thing that I believe black people do have, other than any other cultures, any other races, is their own standard styles, flavors, and things like that. Where I think was missed in that conversation, and probably is what you meant, but maybe did not say it, is that black people just don't control it. But black people do have their own style of foods, their own way of dressing that's not European or, or white. They they have their own style of even hairstyles now. Like 
some of the peacock stuff I can't stand, but it's still ours. I mean, it's still our people. Some of the the, the way they dress, <laughs> I don't like, but it's still our people. So we do have our own thing. Is the, Our issue is we don't control the commerce of it. That's the problem. I think that's a fair thought, Brother Stewart. Well, I still have you. I'll let you respond to that. And I'll just throw in that, um, you know, I think what I hear Brother Duane saying is simply this. And this is, I think, it's something I've always said, and not just me, but I think we all feel this way. But whatever it is, we're going to bring our flavor to it. You know, whatever, even if we just got involved, it could be a new industry. It could be, you know, which is very unfortunate in 2019, but we still have black first, you know what I mean? I'm not a fan of black first, but often when there's a black first, when you, if you actually watch how we enter into that industry or whatever or whatever it may be, we're we going to bring our flavor, and I think that's kind of what Brother Dwayne is talking about, that that flavor that people admire and, you know, will pay to see or we can boost the industry, but as he said, getting to the concept of owning and c- controlling the industry, and, and, and obviously not always easy, but sometimes I don't know if we even think about it. So I think that's a fair uh, um, and constructive um, thought. But, you know, Brother Stewart, I'll let you respond before I go to a, a break that's going to keep put the, push this show in a different direction. But go ahead, King. I'll let you respond before we do that. Yeah, we have our own uh, inborn traits, you know, bringing a certain flair to whatever we do. But when you look at it, you start thinking about hairstyles, you know, think about how today many of black women, yes, they'll wear plates in their hair, but primarily with straightened hair, not necessarily the natural hair, hair that is mm-hmm. produced in India and is sold back to, you know, American black women at a price by Asian people, and, yes, they control that market. When you think about dress, you know, what is the, what is the standard of acceptability as far as dress, a suit and a tie, you know, not your original African form of ceremonial dress, you know, which is in, in – it, which is top, in somewhat is coming back, you know, but amongst some people it's not more common, you know, as far as being the accepted form of dress amongst ourselves. People look at, you know, as a suit and a tie and, you know, the standard, you know, uh, knee-length skirt for women, you know, as a standard of dress, Western European styles. When it comes to foods, you know, now, you know, I'm kind of getting out of the way with this one, but, you know, you might look at, you know, soul food in a sense, which is in some parts is good because you have the greens and the yams, you know, and things like that, which are definitely inborn cultural traits. But then again, you also have some of the other stuff that comes that is a, a diet descended from being thrown to scraps as far as enslavement. That's not, that doesn't pass for everybody. You know, people are coming around to being more right. uh, health conscious nowadays, true enough. But look at the standards of what's being acceptable as far as that food, you know, uh, uh, complex, you know, standards whites have put out there, you know, as far as proportion size and types of foods, you yeah. know. Let me, let and, me and, jump and, in on you, brother, because, again, I want to get this cut play. Let me jump in on you. And, I, and again, I think y'all are both bringing fair thoughts. So, and, I, and this is something I, I believe, brother Bubba, I mean, I've heard him say it on the show before, so I'm kind of going to share this with you. And, again, I, I don't think what he'll say quite often is the, the fact, that we, you know, say even when the standard is handed from us, you know, you know, for example, even the the the, the scraps, the fact that we can turn scraps into a delicacy, is the concept of 
Uh, and I think that's kind of what Brother Duane is saying as well. Right. And yeah, I know, Bob, that's, that's, and again, it's not just to disagree with you. I know you understand that already, but I'm just kind of yeah, sharing yeah. that, that, yeah, yeah, based on what we've been through, I definitely feel what you're saying and some of those things. And, you know, us even desiring, you know, certain designer things that come from Western culture. So I think I, I hear that in, you know, whatever. But just, again, that flair comes from, you know, what is our own and again, yeah, just think, if we were just, just if think, we were to move into controlling them, then I think those things, the flair would still be there. Uh, but again, just, we have to get to that economic base. And again, just, I don't want to go too back and forth. if you will, brother. I got I want to play this cut, and you can definitely come back in. So again, I'm not trying to cut you off, but I want to get into absolutely. this cut so I can take this show, you know, just into the direction of the nation building, the actual what that actually looks like. But definitely, thank you for your three cents about the mindset, and I do agree that that's where it has to start before we even get into the practicality. But, again, this next cut, which is going to be from Brother – yeah, absolutely, going to be from Brother Killer Mike. He talks about – and let me share this with you, Dwayne, as well. I'll set it up for you as well. So, um, again, when people talk about building a nation within a nation, um, and, again, we do have those out here, as you said, that should be applauded because they're actually doing the work. Because what you and I both know is people can say this term who are not ready for the work. Like we both know that that happens, and there are people who make this call who are not ready for the work. Obviously, Brother Baba Amin is not one of those brothers. And so part of having this discussion this morning is kind of bringing to light and then again discussing how realistic is it. So this cut that you're about to hear, you may have heard it in the past, is a cut from Brother Killer Mike uh, in a sense. And what he's talking about is the concept of – in a sense, African Americans being ready for a revolution, because quite often, for those who are dedicated to nation building, in their mind, they are preparing and ready, in a sense, for some concept of a revolution. And revolution, to a certain extent, we both, you know, we both know that word simply means change. But for those who are dedicated to it, they're saying whatever that looks like in their mind, that's what's going to be necessary for African-Americans, specifically here in America, quote-unquote, to be free. So, again, you're going to hear them make reference to revolution, but I think it applies to this morning's discussion, should blacks build a nation within a nation. Let me go ahead and play this cut, and I'll be very interested in your first thoughts um, coming out of this cut. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think Black people, I love you, and I love you enough to tell you, you ain't ready to revolt shit. You don't feed yourself. You don't hunt your own animals and slaughter them. You don't prep your own meat. You don't own your own land. You don't have a seed growing in your window. So when you think about revolutionarism and you think about fighting and dying in the street, you ain't shit if you can't feed your children. You ain't nothing if you can't teach your children to hunt. I've been hearing this revolutionary talk all my life. All my life, I've been seeing leaders get before me and tell me how much of a strong warrior. And just like the United States Army, just like the military, I've seen their words, send black boys off to die in the street, fighting and arguing with police. You have no win. He was innocent and he got 19 years. His mama couldn't afford the right lawyer. His dad didn't know a senator. You have no wins. If you, how many of you practice a martial art today? Who practices a martial art today? How many boys are practicing a martial art in your community today? Today. That's what I'm saying. We're not ready to fight. You say fight back, fight the police. The police are trained to shoot. 
They're trained in martial combat. We're not. What are we going to do? Now, I'm not saying give up. I'm not saying you can't train yourself. But what I'm saying is, if you're not training every week, if you're not shooting every week, if you're not knowing how to grow your own food, arguing with me and arguing with the police ain't going to do nothing. Because if we all leave right now, if we all leave right now, and we got to speak. Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. Should blacks build a nation within a nation? And special guest, Dwayne Drone, on with me as well this morning as we're discussing this. I actually have Sister Tamika Peoples who's joining us as well. I know she has some amazing thoughts. Um, I'll get her on real quick before I just say hello to her and get your thoughts on what you just heard, Brother Dwayne, and, and, and if you can connect it to this morning's discussion, because I think Killer Mike gives us a lot to talk about when it comes to the practicality of even this, the consideration of building a nation within a nation, regardless of what side you're on, we have to discuss what that brother just talked about, in my opinion. But let me say hello to Sister Tamika real quick. Hello, Queen. Thanks for being with us this morning. As we have Sister Tamika Peoples. I'm gonna give a quick backdrop for you, and we're gonna keep this this discussion uh, going. But again, I'm glad to have you with us. For those who have, who may already know, Tamika Peoples is vying to become the first black-owned textile manufacturer in the United States since 1904. So you are obviously vital to this discussion, as you are a believer in you know kind of sense. Um, looking to build for ourselves, and that's something that I know about you. We're going to, again, keep this discussion going, but I wanted to introduce you. So, hello, Queen. How are you doing? Thank you for being with us. For however long we have you, we appreciate it. We appreciate it, Queen. Of course, King. You got me for the rest of the time. Good morning, family. Good morning, my brother. Um, a great discussion. I, I, I'm, I'm in line with what Killer Mike is saying. It actually very much resonates with me. When we talk about nation within the nation, we really have to get deep on what that means. So uh, happy to be a part of the discussion, and uh, I will I will definitely yield the floor. I know you want to go to this brother to chime in on, on what Mr. Mike was saying. So, Brother Duane, I don't know if you've heard that before, but, again, I hear a level of practicality that I will admit I don't think is quite often talked about. Even when I'm here, for example, in Atlanta, with the work that I do, I'm, I'm constantly running into different groups and different communities, and I hear this thought, uh, we got to do for ourselves. Like, I hear that more than anything, but I typically hear do for ourselves connected to this concept of building a nation within a nation. When I hear it quite often, I hear those terms, but rarely do I hear thoughts in reference to what Killer Mike brought to the table. And so I wanted to hear, you know, how you feel about what that brother had to say again, regardless of what side that you fall on of should we or should we not. Um, you know, just what are your thoughts when you hear uh, a brother Killer Mike who, who who would advocate, but again, he says we're not ready. Your thoughts, King? King? You know, um, I've heard that before, and I think I heard it on your show. You must have played it before, one of the shows I was on, or I I may have chimed Mm -hmm. in and I heard it one time before. But I remember what I said. I was sort of not that direction, but the older I've gotten, the more I've become is I think the basis of of educating our people needs to start from our own nation. It's almost – it's like like I was in the Marine Corps, and we all had to go through boot camp before we were – deemed United States Marine. And so I think as black people, when we, I, when I think of the word nation building, 
I think, of putting our people through some sort of training. There is none of that. These kids are born and thrown out in the streets and they're gone. And then we yell out, hey, fight against the cops or, or boycott this or boycott that. But we have nothing else. And then nobody knows anything else or to do anything else. So what Killer Mike is saying, I, um, I, he's correct. We, they don't know martial arts. They don't know how to shoot. Like, you know I mean, I'm a marksman. I, I'm, a, I'm a former Marine. So obviously I do know how to shoot. But when you think of everybody else, they don't even know how to hold a weapon, how to even load it, load the ammunition or, or the proper foods to eat. I was talking to my wife yesterday. You can go to a church and they'll look down upon you if you walk in with a cigarette or smell like a cigarette, but yet you can come in three, 400 pounds from eating poor foods or, proper, or improper foods that we're, we're feeding ourselves. We're not feeding ourselves healthy diets because that's socially accepted, but cigarettes and things like that are not. So I, I think we do need to have better training, and, and if that's what you call, quote-unquote, nation-building for our people, and then they, they have a basis of education and we put them out there into the world, that's how we should look at it. So let's get them started. Let's get everybody trained. Then they go into the world because we all know the real money is out in the world. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, um, Queen, before I let you on, I got a couple of callers get in, so I'm going to get one of these callers in, and then we'll kind of come back to you and then maybe get the other caller. Mm-hmm. So let's kind of just, yeah, we're going you know, to play it. I'm glad people are trying to get in on what we're having to say here this morning. Uh, should blacks build a nation within a nation? Um, let's see here. Area code 314, last 3953. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's yeah. discussion. Oh, brother, yeah, I thought that might be you, but I didn't. I didn't I, yeah, I thought that might be you, but thanks a lot, Queen King. How, yeah, how are you I, doing I, this I morning? Like Give us your three cents I'm on this morning's discussion. I'm monitoring your show, and I'm monitoring the show with Zambia. They told me don't leave, but I snuck off. But I hear this conversation, and I'm going to call back in after I listen. I want to know what this looks like, this nation within the nation. Mm-hmm. And are you saying you're going to be totally devoid of anything that's made by whites. And also, I mean, where is it going to be? What is it going to look like? Give me a we we need a description of what are we talking about a big club uh where you you you're where people come together and agree on doing this, like compounds or uh like uh we've seen some like Mormons for instance, or the Quakers mm-hmm. or the Amish. That's basically what it sounds like to me, but I think you're wrong. I'm going to hang up and listen, and I'll call back in if I have a okay, good, but, but, okay, Yeah, we'll be glad to get you back in. But now that's a great no. question, and we'll all tackle it. Let me, if y'all will, kind of jump through this. So let me go through a, another quick break, and we will come back and, and tackle this excellent question that Brother Bianchi um, just brought to the table. we got some other callers that want to get in as well. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Dialogue Talk Show. All I ask is that you think. This morning's discussion question, should blacks build a nation within a nation? LNG Technology Services, we are your industry leader in aircraft and heavy equipment repair services. In commercial business for over 15 years, LNG technicians have over 150 years of equipment-specific knowledge and are known industry-wide for returning worn-out, 
broken and overused ground support equipment back to the user in working better than new conditions. For a service job done right at a value unparalleled in the industry, contact LNG Technology Services at 478-781-4860. Again, for a service job done right, that number is 478-781-4860. LNG Technology is a Mental Dialogue Gold member and proud sponsor of the Mental Dialogue community. Welcome back to the Bits of Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's discussion question, should blacks build a nation within the nation? Special guest with me on this morning, Dwayne Drone, owner of Biz X Design Studio, as well as my special guest co-host, Tamika Peoples, um, helped me hold it down. She was just with me last week, so thank you for being with me again this morning, Queen. And Brother Fianchi, I think, brought an excellent question to the table. Um, in my personal opinion, I think even when people are saying it, I, I do think that it looks very different for a lot of people. Uh, one thing that came to mind when he was asking the question, and again, I don't know if this was my particular thought, but again, these are just some ideas that, again, this is not the first time this idea has been explored, uh, but both of you may may know the history, and I'll share it with the audience, but just a, you know, just a quick history to you know, even at a time where the nation of Islam had at least spoke about the idea of even, you know, at the time we're talking about maybe 20 million black, 20 something million blacks, you know, during that time, but just even the concept of, um, because they did believe in separation, and so they had this idea that even maybe getting a few states that we would all live in and just kind of separating because they thought that it was to the benefit of not only blacks but to, you know, whites with all of the things that were happening at the time. So that's an idea that was put out there and then went as far as even supposedly talking to the KKK at one point who obviously agree with that thought as well. Again, I don't know how much further it got than that, but that's just some history um, just in sharing. So for, for uh, you know, maybe for Brother Elijah Muhammad at that time, maybe it even looked like that, getting our own states. I don't think I hear people saying it to that degree, but again, Brother Pianchi asking that question is a very fair question. And so, uh, Queen, I'll start with you, Tamika, just the idea of, uh, you know, him asking that question and, again, knowing that you are dedicated to some idea of us having our own. What does that look like in your mind? And then I'll go to Brother Dwayne. Hmm. <laughs> okay, so first let me start with I think we need to unpack what is foundations of a nation. Um, believe it or not, there's a nation within a nation operating right now. There's secret societies. There's infrastructure with a fractional reserve, which is your commerce. There's a public-private partnerships, which is your government, the corporate entity of the United States. There's the administration arm. So I don't think we've unpacked what we are actually residing in. Right, like we don't understand the laws of the land of this current um, North American continent political subdivision, right? And so that's me, code. I won't go too much deeper than that. But I feel like we need to have infrastructure. We need to talk about how our, what our commerce is going to look like. We need to talk about um, <laughs> governing. Some might call it government. And if we're not ready to, you know, really enact all the things that really um, is the foundation of a nation, then you, then we need to talk about something else, right? So that's that's where that's what Killer Mike is kind of saying, right? Then what is that something else? 
Is that educating our own first, which our brothers did allude to, right? Is that creating <laughs> industries where we have um, commerce and trade amongst each other without too much outside reliance? Absolutely. And it's not just group economics, right? Not, it's not just about buying and selling uh, from each other. It's literally creating the infrastructure that we'll need so that we can truly trade amongst ourselves, right? So if, if, it, if it came down to it and somebody told you that we're no longer selling you steel, how would you produce steel? <laughs> you understand me? So that's, I mean, I think we need to unpack what it is we talk about and the infrastructure that's going to be necessary and then create uh, conglomerations that go about building those those infrastructures and entities and then coalesce as a group around them. Now, understand our, 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 what some might call our adversaries, right? They've already done this. They've already done this. The corporate municipalities, they already own. They've already bought their politicians. They've already created their fractional reserve relationships with this, you know, so-called banking system and debt notes, which we call money, okay? So they've already done that. And so, of course, they can't have you pull out of it because it relies on the common man to be within it, the common man, and to not really understand what they're in. The, the Marine Corps. So let me, let me ask you a quick question, so and I, I'll let I I won't like we don't away. Under, we don't, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. We don't, I just feel like we, we first need to understand what it is we're talking about when we say build a nation. What are we talking about? And then go about creating for the groups and entities so that we can do that. And it ain't about no state okay. because states don't exist. So we'll, next. <laughs> so here's, here's, a, here's a quick question, and I want to hear Brother Dwayne talk about what you had to say. So, so again, as I'm listening to you, a lot of great questions, once again, that we have to ask and want to explore if this is the role that go, goal for people. Um, you, you mentioned the idea that, you know, as our, I guess, as our system in America is currently set up, you just mentioned the idea that based on how it's set up, it wouldn't be a situation where, and I, I'm, I'm, and I don't want to misquote you or whatever, and I hope it's, I'm not saying it wrong, but I hope you understand what I, what I'm, I thought I understood you to say, which was the sure. idea of allowing, in a sense, being allowed to be out of that system, you know, per se, saying that's not something that would be to the benefit. Um, of the country, and, and as I hear that, I agree with that reality, but I agree with that reality to the extent that if if there's a concept that, quote-unquote, we won't be allowed out of the system, if that concept is something that I think would be very real for people who are, who are in, in my opinion, are in the thought that there is a way to, quote-unquote, separate, you know, in a sense, as, as, as best as possible. In, in my opinion, since that's not going to be allowed, and again, I'm not talking about allowed from the standpoint that we're weak or anything like that. I'm just talking about the reality of a, as you said, all of these are set, all these things are set in place for this country. Like, let's just be real about that. And so since these things are set in place, then I think the things that you're talking about while may while are necessary, I would say necessary from a competition standpoint within the system versus a separate versus a separation because 
in my opinion, what that looks like is a is a situation in which, when I say it won't be allowed, I actually see it as something as a level of destruction that we are far that we are not prepared for, and I don't know if we will, if we want to prepare for that. So I, I hope I'm making sense of what I'm asking, uh, or whatever. I'll let you kind of respond first, and then let Dwayne jump in. Well, um, and I, I want to be clear. I, I I don't know that I said we wouldn't be a, a disallowed from the system, right? What I would what I would you know hearken is that we understand the system. Um, I do think that it's it's a competition, <laughs> and we need to prepare ourselves to compete on an industrial, scalable, global, twenty first century level. And if we aren't talking about that then we are playing with ourselves. I, I, I honestly feel that, right. right? We don't have no army. Yes. And I say we. Who's the nation of people of an army that we're going to rely on if we had to go to war? Now, I'm not saying that, family. I'm not saying we're going to war, but let's say it goes down. Our own brothers and sisters are in the same armies who would, who would come against us. Do you understand me? So I just think there's, there's, we have to understand the construct of this system and create a mirrored competitive environment so that we have the accurate leverage to compete, yes. But if we want it to incinerate, you know, wholly do it ourselves, we could. Right now we're not Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Brother Dwayne, there's a lot been said, you know, so you can kind of talk about what we talked about and then take your attempt at answering, you know, Brother Pianchi's question again. He asked us a fair question. What does it what what does it even look like? And again, I'll say, you know, just knowing a little bit about Brother Bianchi, he's not leaning one way or the other. He just kind of asked the question openly to us. So you can kind of just, you know, we'll give the floor to you. Jump in wherever you want to, Brother Bianchi, as well as what me and um, sister the sister just went back and forth on. Go ahead, King. Boy, I see why you brought me on the show today. You want me to struggle. This is just, it's just not my speed. I mean, like, that's why I had to, to give the disclaimer. Um, let's hit a couple points. Uh, one of the points is we don't really have anything of any foothold in anything. So how could we build an entire nation when we don't even really have the proper jobs or the proper education to even manage any of it? And I, I'm not saying all of us. Okay. So before I get attacked and said, Hey, no, there's a bunch, I, there's a bunch of bright intelligent. Matter of fact, I think we're all very intelligent. But when it comes to the jobs and education levels, the majority of our people don't have any of that. So trying to build a nation to control, I think that I almost want to say it's an asinine idea, but I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I think it's backwards. I think our best thing to do right now is to start educating and making each other proud for what they are and then teaching them to go out into the world and do something better. Let's get the base started. Like, we can't get banking under control if we don't even have any bankers that can open up a bank. We can't, like, what What are we buying and selling steel for? I mean, to who? Unless we're, and, and if, but if you train a man how to sell steel, because right now the biggest buyer of steel is probably the Chinese, but if we train some black men on how to get the job to go sell the steel and start their own companies to sell the steel to the Chinese, there's nothing wrong with that. That's built. That's what, like, if you ask me, that's what building a nation with an nation is training these people to do it. But to have sort of this cultish group 
that's sort of on its own and be on its own. I, I mean, call me a sellout, call me Uncle Tom. I wouldn't want to be a part of that. It sounds cultish to me. Not fair enough. And this is what we do just for anybody out there listening. If you are a first-time listener to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, our goal is to explore all sides of it. So we welcome, you know, just, and just let me say this to you particularly, Dwayne, because I, I don't, I want you to stop qualifying yourself. I, you know, just being straight mm-hmm. up with you, I'm not, I didn't bring you to the show to qualify. If you think it's asinine, say it's asinine, which you did. But again, uh, we're not, you know, the, the goal on this show is we welcome all opinions. It's not about whether we agree. It's the dialogue behind what you say. That's what, that's how we take higher level conversation. So please, brother, bring your passion, say it how you feel. But again, there's thought behind what you say. That's why I have you on the show. Again, it's not about whether we are agreeing. It's about dialoguing about this concept. And again, I think Mm -hmm. you definitely have to quality of it, which we're talking about now. And I respect your three cents, just so you know, King. Uh, We got Brother Uh, Stewart trying to get back in. We are. The disclaimers are sort of habits. Because when you live a life sort of in the middle, you're Uh used to that. Like the middle meaning that you're not accepted by the white counterparts and you're not fully accepted by the black counterparts because you think different and or you're trying to do something different. One one of the things that I saw, especially in my town when I was growing up, is I was looked down upon by my own people because I did not want to follow the same ways and do the same things and take my family on a different path. So any – so what happens is if, if a person can't control you, they'll try to control the narrative about you. So I have a habit when I'm having these type of discussions mm-hmm. is to give a disclaimer so you can understand that I am going to think different. I'm going to come at you different. So that's why I said let me give it first so I can back off. No, the absolutely. Best. So I'll keep trying my best not to give that disclaimer. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm glad you broke mm-hmm. down why you do it. I, I like to be able to say what I'm about to say right now. We're going to go to break is the idea of, we're trying to create a space where you don't need to do that, but I respect why it is natural to you. You just broke it down. That's beautiful because there's a lot of people in your position that probably feel the very same way anytime okay. they're trying to, you know, navigate different places. I'm glad to be a place where that disclaimer is not necessary. So if you continue to do it, I understand, but I definitely want to point out how <laughs> it is unnecessary on this show because we welcome people who think different, welcoming meaning, again, not that we have to agree, have to agree, but we want to dialogue about where we disagree because that's where the learning takes place. That's what we specialize in. So thank you, um, you know, so much for even sharing that. Let me go to this quick break, and when we come back, we'll continue this morning's discussion, Should Blacks Build a Nation Within a Nation, and we'll get Brother Stewart back on who's waiting to get in. Listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, all I ask is that you think. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways, every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. I want to do something, 
Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. Again, I'm your host, Montoya Spiff, a.k.a. Black Socrates. You just heard a quick little cut from Taylor Pace. I really want you, uh, if you were fortunate enough to listen to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show, we were fortunate enough to have the CEO of Square Biz Entertainment on a couple of weeks. They have become a new sponsor, so you will be hearing uh, more music, more promos from them. So I do appreciate them as one of our latest sponsors. Again, just wanted to give them a quick shout-out. Uh, they, they do something that I think is very unique. They release music every 30 days. So go follow them on IG at Square Biz Entertainment, IG at Square Biz Entertainment. Thank them for coming aboard the Law Talk Show. This morning's discussion question, should blacks build a nation within a nation special guest with you this morning, Dwayne Drum, special guest co-host, Tamika Peoples on with us as well. Um, I had Brother Stewart trying to get back in and see what he has to say. If you're out there on the line and want to get in on this morning's discussion, please press 1 to let us know that you want to speak. If you're listening online, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that number is 646-787-1691. You must press 1 to let us know you want to speak. Let's see what Brother Stewart has to say. Hey, Brother Stewart, I think you're looking to get back in, King. Uh, what you got for us? Yeah. Yeah, what I want to say is that Killer Mike is definitely on point. You know, I mean, uh, the individual person is ready for revolution as far as the change of self, but black people as a collective are not, are not ready for revolution as far as a hot warfare is concerned. And uh, uh, Brother Pianca, or Pianke, what does it look yeah, like? Brother Pianke, um, Brother well, Pianke. Bianchi, okay, what it looks like is that as you as an individual, if you can classify or you can clarify yourself as being a person who 40 or 50 years ago would be considered a Negro under the white supremacist system, then you can see yourself as black. Then from there, you will go on to learn some historical, uh, 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 some historical achievements that have been done by people who look like you. And then from that, you say you, you come to find what natural talents that you have as an individual that you can bring to the table as far as being beneficial to black people. Then you cultivate those talents. You find any way, whether you go through a, a, a regular institutional educational program or you just go to a library and find books about, uh, that might concern a natural talent or, or a hobby that you might like to do, you, know, you, you craft that, you, know, you hone that to perfection. And then you go out there and try to get with like-minded people to see if you can offer a product, whether it be politics or whether it be like the sister here, Tamika, in textiles or whether it be in martial arts. You know, whatever you can give to the benefit of black people, that's the path you begin to take. And then naturally there are going to be other people who have talents just like yours and, you know, by osmosis you might hook up and then, then bam, there you go. You start building a nation. You know, whether you have your natural talents is in the word, whether, you know, you need governance or being lawyers, you know, you put those natural talents to the, um, to the ideal of, of uplifting the black collective as a whole. Now, you know, does that mean that we have to uh, completely do away with white people? No, that's not going to happen, you know, because in a sense they control the world. But the one thing we've got to stop doing is coming to them in such a, you know, knowing that they have so much control over everything is, is being, you know, uh, have, having to, you know, uh, kind of bow down to that. You know, when you learn yourself and you have self-pride, you can stand upright until, you, you know, come to a point to where, you know, yeah, okay, I, I'm getting my resources from him now, 
but eventually I'm going to cut out this middle man. Eventually, you know, I'm beginning, I'm going to start beginning a, a dialogue with nations that have the natural resources that we need for like this sister here who got, you know, textiles to where we can get mm-hmm. in there and cut out the Chinese and cut out the Europeans and, you know, and cut out the, uh, 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 the, uh, uh, other people who might control the diamond trades and things like that, you know, start begin to weed them out. So that way we can then get control of those resources and then we can start begin, you know, uh, produ- uh, begin to build productive industries for ourselves. You know, now, whether or not that strong, might come okay. to a no, That's a lot. That's a lot. That's strong. Let me, if you will, let me kind of get in on some of what you said. Again, I gave you the floor because you was really bringing it, King, and I definitely appreciate it. I like some of what you're saying. I'm going to kind of share my thoughts, and I want to really share my thoughts even to Dwayne and to Mika to kind of hear their thoughts again when I look at this question, should blacks build a nation within a nation? Uh, I've had some personal concerns. Uh, like Dwayne, I, I, I think different, uh, maybe not necessarily in a complete agreement with him or uh, whatever, but I want to bring my different thoughts to the table and let them pull it back. And as always, brother, you can get back in because, again, this is a, a community show. So, we, you know, if you feel free to get back in, I'm going to let you go at this moment, but please get back in if you need to. Okay, yeah, that's that's fine. I, I, everybody can go right on ahead. You know, I, I didn't say right. my point. Nah, thanks. Nah, nah, thanks a lot, mm-hmm. brother. I, I, Thank I, I you. Was say, you're bringing it, man. We'll get you. Yeah, we'll definitely get you back here. Hey. So, Thank you. oh, yeah, actually, here. Some I want to respond to. So we got. I got to remember to respond. Oh, okay. To <laughs> oh yeah, go ahead, Dwayne. Let me keep him on. Then let me keep him on just in case he needs to be faster. Okay, okay. Ahead, one, brother, one, this is, I'm gonna go way back to the beginning and when he was talking about like uh, the outfits and the clothing and her hair and things like that. And okay, we're, cool. we're not dressing as such. One thing I thought about, and this, this, my wife is African. My mom is Jamaican. Okay, by growing up and seeing those two cultures, we have really been robbed of that culture. So we can't be expected to dress nor act nor be anything like that. Africans or Jamaicans because we weren't raised by them. We were, believe it or not, we were actually raised by the white like Somebody has something in the background. Yeah. If you can kind of cut you know, in the background, please. So, so to wear the African daishiki shirts or, or to, you know, I'm still Jamaican. So, but when I go to Jamaica and I speak my Patois, my, my Jamaican family, they look at me and they laugh at me, but I'm, I'm Jamaican. You know what I mean? And then when I'm around my African a family, they actually actually respect when I, I have my shirts and my outfits. When I wear those, they actually love it. They're like, okay, here's Dwayne, he's coming with his outfits and stuff like that. But to answer your question is, mm-hmm. we almost are stuck in this realm of America and what they are because this is where we are and this is who we are. This is what we are. Now, black people have mm-hmm. made their own culture within their culture, and especially say if you go to places like I want to say Atlanta, you can feel a lot of black power. If you go to Detroit you can feel a lot of black power. Cleveland, you can feel a lot of black power. And um, I noticed in Chicago, there's like a lot of black power. But those are really in, in uh, some rare places where you see black individual unity and culture. So I just wanted to add to that. It was, it's been on my brain, and you said that. I kept you on the line, so if there's anything, you, if you could keep it quick, um, I'll definitely let you kind of respond to what Brother Dwayne yeah. you know, brought to the table in reference to what you had to say. Yeah, uh, he's very correct, you know, as far as blacks as a collective. We are definitely out of our, you know, norm as far as an understanding of what it means to be of African culture. And those different places you go to around the country, you know, you might see a lot of black identity, but you do not see a lot of black power because you do not own, operate, and control, 
you know, the resources within those communities. You may have mayors, governors, senators, whatever have you, but if, you know, you ain't paying your water bill or your electric bill to somebody black, you have no power. You have absolutely no power at all. That's all I have. Oh, you paying to the hey. black person now because that's the only person they get a job to. So, and he's taking, he making sure he's charging you the fees. You paying it to a black person. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, they yeah, always true, give but... you a black face. <laughs> that's, like, that's the point. They give you a black face, but who owns that water company? Right? right. Who owns yeah. that municipality? I guess right. I think I get yeah. your point, brother. Thank you. <laughs> No, nah, those are strong. Those are strong. Uh, okay, so, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, bro- uh, Brother Stewart. Again, you can definitely get back in if you need to as the discussion continues. Thank you, Brother. So I'm um, actually got a few minutes before we go to another break. So here's what I'm going to kind of bring to the table. Um, again, uh, we're definitely missing – I think we're doing our thing with it. Definitely missing Brother Baba Amin um, or whatever, and I love, would have loved to hear his thoughts on this. So, again – Thank you, Brother Pianchi, for asking that question. What does it look like? I can't. I won't even say. I know he's still listening. I'm pretty sure he'll get back in before the end of the show. I don't know if we answered your question completely, but we definitely gave our thoughts of what it could or might look like. Or as Brother Duane said, um, if it's a, if it's a, if it's a, if it's a cultural some type of cultic aspect that we're shooting for, he he's saying he doesn't want you know want to be a part of that, and that's fair. I, we can. We, I want to further explore that a little later before the show ends. But what I'll say from my perspective. In, in this sense, because of these things that we have all openly in the callers have called in and said and said, hey, our community is lacking a lot of basics um, that actually, you know, could be, you know, that are actually would be functional to some concept of a nation. Like we all admit that. We heard Killer Mike say it. We're all in agreement with that. And so when I'm in these circles, in one of those places, which I do agree with you, Dwayne, you know, the Atlantas of the world, I'm in one of those places. So, you you, you know, these are, are basically, you know, um, uh, just, you know, just beautiful spots that a lot of blacks actually don't get to experience unless you live one of these, live in one of these places, having lived outside of Atlanta and then coming here, there is definitely a, a opportunity to, you know, to, to get that identity and, and live it in a way that you might not be able to do in other places. So I definitely give you credit for that. Um, but with that said, if we all agree that there's these, these, there are these functional things that we're missing, always enter these discussions here in Atlanta, and all I think to myself is, even if this could be a reality, if it's something that we decided we wanted to do, my position has always been, as I listen to people share why we need to do it or, and those who say we should do it, all I've ever thought to myself is this conversation is so premature based on everything that y'all have said today, how we are functionally unable to feed ourselves. We don't have enough of our community in engineering things that will help create infrastructure uh, or even the concept of going after infrastructure. Obviously, we love highlighting you, Tamika, because you are doing what many people talk about, you know, in, in this pursuit of becoming this textile manufacturer owner. And, you you know, again, you are close to, to finishing that, and you have beautifully done it uh, in, in the, from the concept of Dr. Claude Anderson where you are vertically um, integrated, you know, top to bottom black beautiful thing. We must highlight you. We applaud you. But again, most people have not been able to have the focus that you've had in creating this. Or, here's the key part to what I'm saying, or the educational background to do what you do, which is what Dwayne has been harping on from the beginning. So anyway, what I'm, if, if you understand what I'm saying is that 
even for those who believe there's a concept that we might could do this or should do this, I always think this is so premature because we do not have what I would say is a cadre of those who are educated in the right areas to begin even talking like that. So in my opinion, if it was a future goal, and again, I wish I could have Brother brother Baba Amin respond to this, but if that is a future goal, I think the talk and conversations that should be focused is just getting enough people in position and maybe 30, 40, you know, and I'm, getting, I'm just putting my timeline on it, maybe down the line, maybe our our descendants may look around and say, hey, we're ready to kind of do this on, this on our own, but the only reason they would be able to say that is because they have enough people who are in position, have insight, insight on how to do it. So in my mind, we talk about it without any know-how or enough of a cadre of people who it who are in position and have the know-how to do it. So it becomes extremely premature for us to speak like that now. Any thoughts on that, um, Brother Dwayne? Mm. Premature to speak on it now. Um, let, let me let somebody else go, and I'll, I'll come back on that one. Okay, yeah, now, now, go ahead, yeah, now, go ahead. All right, brother, um, um, that's not, not a problem, brother. All right, Tamika, any thoughts of, I hope I'm making sense. I know I kind of go long sometimes with it, but I just wanted <laughs> to um, kind of break down that, again, this is not a, whether I agree or disagree with it or not. It just seems to be a futile conversation, in my opinion, because the, the conversation, in my opinion, is so premature to, you know, like I talked about on a couple of weeks ago, I think you were part of the show, that there's all these STEM positions that we need to fill. We need to be so focused on our community filling those positions that that should be our conversation well, well in advance of talking like this, in my opinion. But any thoughts? Okay, my, my, let, me jump, let me jump back in on that. I'm sorry. Okay, to me, what you're saying of educating our people to even get to that level, that's what nation building is to me. So that's probably why I was trying to throw it off guard. Um, getting our people to the level of working together as a unit, getting our people educated to learn how to speak, learn how to act, learn how to talk. Um, one of the biggest things that I see a lot of times is I'll talk to some young brothers in business or people who know how to do business, and, and they, they don't know how to do business with the white person. So all their business is all done sort of on the black side of the world in the black community, and they can't even really approach a white person or they go to the white areas and they're giving the white people too much credit for what they have and they're not selling to them. Um, that's why I don't even, I don't even whip my children. Um, when we had the construction business, I brought in a lot of white salesmen to sell because obviously um, they were selling to who, I mean, who were buying our products. But then I brought some black people in to sell and I noticed they were very submissive, very yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And I felt a lot of that was from uh, being spanked and beaten as growing up, and they're not able to. They're afraid to make decisions. They're afraid to push. So uh, I've built the culture of not touching my children. And I notice that if you say that around most black people, they they are proud to say they beat their kids. And I'll tell you, I'm proud to say I don't. But what <laughs> to add to that is we really need to educate our people and get them educated. And to me, that's <laughs> a nation building. That's building a nation. And then you start 
then you actually de- redefine nation building and add just another level to it. So if there's 10 steps, the first part of building a nation would be zero is getting our people to a level of education, getting them to jobs, getting the like, I, I'm, I'm about business ownership and, and entrepreneurship, but I, I'm even to the point now where let's just get them some jobs making 40 to $60 an hour instead of them being excited and calling their mom and giving congratulations on Facebook for making 15 bucks an hour. All right. Tariq, any thoughts? You know, I agree. You know, the foundation of, of building a nation is the educational structure. Um, and, and I might submit that maybe sometimes the reason why you see the, the, the salesperson that, you know, potentially is African-American who, who is more yielding in those environments is because of, again, the social and mental construct we have within our, within our relationship with white folks in the dominant society. Um, so all that being said, I agree. We need an educational structure and an infrastructure that will allow us to do that, right? And it's, it's, it's this level of reconditioning, the positioning ourselves into career fields or junctions where we're, like you said, King, making enough money so that we can come pull that back together and do something within our own community. So it's, there's levels to this. Um, I, would, I would maybe submit to us that we are, being educated in some of these in, in some of these arenas, but then we're having to, you know, we're going into environments where we're giving potentially 80 to 90 percent of our skills and talents to arenas where we're not able to come back and then put that back into building up our people and our communities. Um, maybe we do. Maybe people have enough time to split those, you know, split those worlds, but it's very hard. Um, so there's, I think, foundation is education, reconditioning, group economics and then focus on that next layer, right? These, and that next layer, it, it cannot be televised. I, I think we are very, mm-hmm. sometimes we're, to our own destruction, we're very sharing and boisterous about what we are doing. And, and so the element mm-hmm. or the concept of a secret society makes sense to me when we are really talking about nation building because we're talking about taking back land. We're talking about land patents. We're talking about copyrighting our entities which what might be the name that I give myself um, so that when you use me in the, in the commerce space, I can make money off of that. So there's so much stuff to, I mean, you can do it. Trust me, there are elements within our nation that exist already that operate like this, family, but they know how to do it such that it, they don't even have to talk about it. It's just known because they've built that infrastructure. And so, and first, it starts with education. So I, I agree with that, brother. And there's there's just so many layers that we have to tackle. It's, it's uh, also no, mindset too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, oh, go ahead, go ahead, y'all got brothers. I think brother people want to get back in as well. But go ahead, uh, brother Dwayne. It's also mindset too. We mm-hmm. have to look at what we celebrate now. Like right now, the celebration now is riffraff. I mean, meteorocracy. <laughs> to be honest with you, we're celebrating. Um, like who's the guy who 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 faked um, and and honest, being in Chicago when that happened, the first thing I said to myself, my friends, I said, that one thing about Chicago, you may have racial stuff, but we don't really have that type of hillbilly type racism where where people bring in nooses and and stuff like that here in Chicago. It's it's just it's our our racist is is based more of a segregatory. It's segregation. Mm-hmm. It's not re- even really holding you back. Like. Uh, like even Chicago, somewhere I noticed being new here, there's sort of an electric fence around the black neighborhoods in Chicago. 
Like whatever happened, happened so bad before I got here that a lot of black community don't branch out and branch to the other areas. And here I am, young, naive, and new to the area. I'm all out in the white neighborhoods or all these other neighborhoods just sucking and diving. <laughs> I have no clue that I ain't supposed to be out there or that most people don't go out there. But what's happening, I'm noticing that I'm getting no rejection from the people <laughs> I'm doing business with. They're sort of like, where have you been? Now, the, I do get the people who sort of like, okay, why are you out here? What's going on? But when you start putting forth your knowledge and your education and what you are and what you do, that doesn't stop. So I, I do think that um, we have this level of mediocrity that we're happy about. You, you, you pull most random young black people over, and they know more about the Kardashians. They know more about um, Jay-Z or, or Beyonce. It's all a talk about who, what celebrity is boning who or who's doing this and, or R. Kelly's issue. And it's not about how much that we're putting in the bank. What type of finances are we running? It's not these type of things. It's just it's, it's not that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, I agree so, with so you. So what I will offer, no, that's fair. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Queen. No, go ahead, King. Go ahead, King. Nope. No, no, nope. no. Oh, no, no. All I was going to say was, I would, no, what, I, what I was going to say is this, is because I think I this is where I think I definitely hear the ways agreement and again our conversation this morning is not about us coming to an agreement or whatever but where I definitely hear your agreement and I and I think you're hearing me say this as well but like yeah the things that you're talking about right uh, Dwayne as we are trying to you know in a sense grow those conversations because there are people out there uh, you know that are doing and I know you're you know I know you're not you know you are acknowledging that as well we we know that people are attempting to do it um, but. Here's the, here's the but, not but to you, but to, again, for those who are on this path of saying they want to build a nation that we need to do for ourselves, it's literally missing the boat on something as simple as that, simple as how nation building, in my opinion, would need to be those very conversations or some of those very conversations that you're talking about, Dwayne, which is our community saying, okay, Let's ensure, like, for the example I love to use is is how people in India and they, having went to school with a couple of Indians and, you know, and learning some of what I'm talking about. So, you know, again, just having learned it from someone else. But there are people in India which, if, if, you know, most people know about the abject poverty, you know, for example, that's in India. And if you, if you haven't heard, like literally there, you know, and this is probably, I probably learned this maybe about a decade ago, so things may have improved. So I, I don't, you know, so I, don't, I want to be fair to the information that I learned. But, you know, almost a decade ago, at one point, literally people possibly having to pay a dollar just to sleep on the sidewalk, partly due to, you know, some certain areas just having overpopulation, but just having, uh, you know, a big, you know, their caste system having such a, a, a large portion of their community in poverty. Well, there is a community within India that quite often is committed to, you know, th- that bright kid, that bright kid that shows some type of um, inclination for science and math or whatever. And so there are some some groups in India who will, the family will literally put everything behind getting that bright child to America to become a doctor, to become an engineer, and literally, and again, having a friend with this obligation on his, on his heart, literally, they, 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 they're at school with this pressure 
to be excellent because so much is riding on it to the extent that they not only must get the degree but thrive in the degree and then they are expected because of the income that is associated with those career fields that they are expected to eventually bring their mother over, bring their father over. And literally I have met different idiots who have, in a sense, quote-unquote, successful on the American level, whatever you want to call that, where they literally have these huge houses and there's one, two, three immediate families living within this huge house because the whole family got behind that kid because it could pull their entire family out of the poverty they experienced. So I tell that story because I think our community can be dedicated to all these STEM jobs that are going to be unfulfilled throughout the nation over the next decade. I would love to see our community get a level of focus uh, of excellence to actually pull our community up under that same method, and I think, Dwayne, that's what you are considering, some level of nation building. But I do know that that would need to take place before we could get into are we capable of having our own thing, in my personal opinion. Go ahead, Dwayne. uh, Let me answer that. Um, One of the things that I think we fail to look at um, is when we look back at our past and history. Um, I went to, when I was living in Columbus, Ohio, um, I took the wife and kids, and we went out to the museum downtown Columbus, and there's a street called Mount Vernon. And Mount Vernon right now is pretty much the hood, and it's it's actually being regentrified right now last time I went back. But during the time, there was, like, two pictures of Mount Vernon. They were, like, 20, 30 years apart. One first picture was black excellence. I mean, these boys were clean. The cars were clean. The houses were clean. Everybody was dressed in suits. I mean, these boys were right. You can tell they were working. They had nice jobs. They had everything going. And then they had a picture 30 years later, and it's the all-out hood, houses breaking down, things like that. I think that we probably have to recognize one piece, and this is very powerful. I actually woke up in the middle of the night thinking about it. We had a man who stood up, and he did it for himself. He was this is selfless, and it was a selfless act. He stood up for millions and millions of people, and the only thing he did was mind power was he had a hope and a dream. And he said, hey, let's, I, I think we can do something better. I dream, I believe we can do something better. And he got a bunch of people to believe in themselves and stand up and start working better and unite. And all it was was a belief. He never saw it. He didn't, it, it wasn't real. It was just a belief, and he put a thought, because I believe your thoughts in your brain it, your thought, you, we are all the sum total of our thoughts. We've got to change our thoughts. Right. We are as powerful as what we think. So what happened was he stood up, he gave speeches, he got people marching, he got people boycotting, and let me bring some silence to this show. They killed his ass, and he preached nonviolence. They killed him. We don't really hit the magnitude. We just know he's dead and he was shot. But they shot a mm-hmm. man who preached nonviolence. They sick dogs on a man who preached nonviolence. And all he was doing was, was do that. What, what my point is with the saying is we have been doing that from start. Our black people have been uniting. Our black people have been working together. We are the only race of people that they sick dogs on us for trying to do something. 
Like, we don't like, remember that story that was in Columbus? We didn't really get into the whole thing that the police came rushing into our business, our office. The police came to our home. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the IRS came with, with badges and guns on into my office because the year before we had did 500000 and paid payroll taxes. The next year we did 800000 and we didn't know payroll taxes because we got smart and switched our business over to contractors instead of a ton of employees. But they came into our office with guns drawn and badges on and tr- just to intimidate. We don't speak of those things. But that's yeah. very powerful. And what really, I think what it did was it destroyed our mental. We still have it, but it took our mentals away. And now we're being fed with garbage. We're being fed with seventh grade education on the radio, on TV. It's bullshit what we're listening to on the radio. We have these, these, these so-called rappers that get to the top. They speak nothing about selling drugs, drinking, I mean, sticking pills up women's booties and taking them, and our kids are listening to this, and we think it's okay? That's our problem. We don't – and then you have, like, like I, I'm going to call them out. If you hear the radio station, go for it. You got people like the Jay-Zs and all them, Puffies. You got all this money. Control the game. Control hmm. the game. Why are, these, why are these labels still going to these record companies when you got all this money and you flossing? Like, you'll, you'll tell me in a heartbeat in the song that you'll take my chick. You'll take my chick because you got money? You mean you, you, you rolling big in a BMW flying a jet because we all collectively bought your CD, so now you the man and we ain't SHIT? We the only one who do this to each other. We the only group of people who call our women bees and thinks it's okay. You, you will not see it, let a white person or any other people have somebody get on TV and call their women bees. It will not happen. But we allow it, and we think it's cool. It's all right. It's cool. Matter of fact, there are more women speaking with, talking with marbles in their mouth than there are men right now. Even the women are, are going this gangster way or this ghetto-type talk mentality. We're proud. We're, we're the, one of the only nations that are proud to be uneducated. Like, these cats are really proud to be stupid. Hey, I appreciate your passion, right, well, brother. Said a lot there. Uh, you know, definitely. Yeah, 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 definitely. I need to... I need to do a, a do a, a little break here. We got a caller that wants to get in. Appreciate appreciate your passion. I will make a slight defense of Jay Z, not just because he's one of my favorite artists, um, but I will say within the music no, I love industry, Jay. I love Jay, uh, bro. So that, that was yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm just again, again, I'm just I'm just pointing out something because I think it's, it's valuable to the conversation and it's it's that okay. his efforts within the industry that he does know it it, it has he has taken those steps to get the level of control that you're talking about. So a lot of things that okay. he's pushing for is, is some of, you know, so I will get, I want to give him at least that amount of credit. Again, I'm not saying everything's okay. I'm just pointing out, you know, you know that he, he is definitely taking those steps, even with where he's, he's showing artists how they should own things or whatever, even their own music in this new digital environment. So I will say he has learned the game and is trying to, at least on that aspect, you know what I'm getting? That's just bringing it to the table so that it's said, not to take away from anything that you said. Let's go to this oh, quick no, I break. Love me some Jay, bro. I love Jay. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Again, again, I'm not even trying to defend everything. I'm just trying to point out that we got to be fair when that man is moving in ownership level. Okay. I don't, you know what I mean? The way P, yeah, P. Diddy doesn't do it to the degree that Jay does, in my personal opinion, but anybody can call in and say different. You know what I mean? That's, that's fine as well. All right, let's, let's, um, Go to this break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. All I ask is that you think.
Dialogue Talk Show. Again, I am your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with guest co-host Tamika Peoples. Our special guest this morning is Dwayne Drawn. Again, as you just heard, another cut from Square Business Entertainment, Taylor Pace. Love can't define this. Again, one of our newest sponsors. As you, you know, been doing as you've been got a railing on the raffles or whatever, I definitely appreciate what Square Biz Entertainment is bringing to the table. It's again that real R and B, that love music. Again, love highlighting them for supporting us. And and when we are particular, you can't just come in and pay for a sponsorship and get your music played here on our talk show. We do highlight music, so a lot of times it's fitting to what we're discussing. But again, I definitely appreciate the fact that they're just bringing back that, that that soulful, real music, that love that hip-hop doesn't talk about that's so needed in our community. So love highlighting what Square Biz Entertainment is doing. Please follow them on <laughs> IG at Square Biz Entertainment. But back to this morning's discussion, questions of blacks build a nation. We got a caller that's been on hold. I'm going to jump to the caller and see what, they have, what their three cents is this morning. Area code eight one seven last three six nine one. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents from this morning's discussion. Hey man, what's up? This is Mick D, man, um, out of Arlington, Texas. Man, your boy Dwayne got me up here cracking up. I love, I love the passion. Um, I mean, it, it's a lot of good points. So I, I'll, I'll get to it. I think uh, things I want to talk about real quick were, and I want to get a response from the panel or anyone else that's, that's listening. Um, I don't think we're you hit it spot on, Montoya, when you said um, that this conversation is way premature. I mean, we got to crawl before we walk. I love the passion, have a goal or whatever, and what that looks like is so far from being defined because you're talking about a political structure, financial infrastructure. You're talking about a military, I mean, oil. I mean, that's, it's, you know, energy and all that. So that's I think we're, we're pretty premature on that. So my, my question is this. Well, a statement and a question. We're not going to have the – the influence, the power, or the progress that I think we all want. Um, everybody's talking about education that is key, uh, acquiring skill sets, uh, empowering one another. But until we have real, raw, true unity, and that's, that's my, my question is around that. Uh, people touched on it, but we seem, we seem to struggle coming together on things. Now, we're good on activism. Back in the 60s up to Black Lives Matter, 
when something goes down in the community and the justice is served, we, we seem to, to have the ability to come together and galvanize it in that arena. Um, you see it a lot more in the music industry with what I would say legacy artists or the old school guys the, with the Jay-Z's of the world. He is starting his own streaming service and doing things that, that that's that's empowering or owning his own thing. But this younger generation, all you got to do is get on Instagram and they're beefing every day, shooting at each other, fighting or whatever, stealing chains and all this. So my question is this. Why does it seem as though in the black community we're quicker to unite over things that are negative? i.e. hustling, street things, uh, illegal activity. It seemed, why does it seem that we unite quicker there than over positive things? And I'll leave it. I'm going to tackle that one first, um, if you will, and we'll keep you on the air, um, Mickey, that way you can respond to anything any of us have to say. So, um, And I'll keep it short. I know I can go long. So um, the why, and I, I don't know if I've, I've, I've definitely talk about that here in Atlanta, for the live experience that takes place within our community club here. I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the show. Um, But the why, in my opinion, is where when it comes to these questions of us unifying over things that matter and all these type of things or the unity that we would need to even accomplish, you know, any level of excellence that would matter for our community, I absolutely think that we have never been, in my opinion, focused on the why enough to even understand, in a sense, it doesn't even make sense why you're asking that question. So the why, to answer your question, is this. And it got mentioned earlier on the show by Brother Stewart as well as Dwayne. When, when, when we really come to understand how much was lost in the stripping of who we were in this American experience for our ancestors by not having that cultural foundation that Everybody else, this is not a blame, this is a reality, that everybody else in the world naturally have ha, ha, has because, you know, whatever oppression that most other groups went through, it didn't include the losing of your name and your ancestry. And so it may sound like that's taking it way too far back, but it plays a very serious role in the schizophrenia response that you're asking about, um, um, you know, Brother Mickey. And what I'll say to you is, again, you know, is in a sense, is what I'm saying an answer to how to stop it? Well, it only becomes an answer if we were to make a commitment to learning who we were. And I would submit that who we have been historically is so powerful that, in my opinion, most of us only need a piece of it. And that and getting a piece of it quite often commits us to a level of excellence that allows us to go compete, whether that's individually or collectively. When 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 we see and and sister, I guess I am going a little long, but when when Tamika mentioned the idea that people go out there and 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 reach a certain level, that's what she said. It's hard to sometimes balance that and bring that back to the community. I would submit people with the correct cultural identity would feel obligated to do it. You, you know, it, it still doesn't change that it's hard to do it time-wise, but we do see people that are sometimes successful who commit nothing back to the community, and I would submit they're only able to do that because they have never been afforded a cultural identity. So I know I'm saying a lot, but the why that we connect to 
the the negativity is our lack of knowing who we are to the extent mm-hmm. that the negative is, is easy to attach to, whereas maybe more positive things that will require more work, it becomes harder to do because you don't know who you are. So I ended up saying a lot. I hope it makes sense. I think I hear Tamika wanting to jump in, so you go ahead, Queen. No, I, I would say just that. The social engineering that's taking place, the fact that we even call ourselves Americans, what is that? Please define that, please. Right? Because we don't know ourselves, which goes back to what uh, Brother Dwayne was talking about, educating our own so that we instill that foundational structure of self, which they strip. They have literally stripped that. And, they're in, and we, we, we attune ourselves with everything that we think we want to break out of. And we, we, we start to hearken to, well, this guy has money, and the way he made it was this. Then, then our kids start to align themselves with stuff that's not them. They're aligning themselves with things that are tools to make debt notes. I mean, the education is key. We have to educate our own children and culturally infusing them with a sense of who they are. Because so we have been I, socially can, can engineered, I, family. We have been socially engineered. So Let me do this, brother. I got to do one more break. You can come out of the break. Yeah. I got brother Piaki, but I'll definitely, Nikki, I'll definitely let you come out of the break. Let me get this um, last break in, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. All I ask is that you think. Hope everyone's enjoying the conversation as much as I am. There's more discussions. Blacks build a nation within a nation. We'll be right back. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways, every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. Everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk. Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, special guest co-host, Tamika Peoples. Special guest this morning is Dwayne Drawn for this morning's discussion. Should blacks build, discussion question, should blacks build a nation within a nation? We still have uh, Mickey on the line with us. Go ahead, King. I think you were trying to respond to some of what Tamika had to say before the break. Go ahead. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, a, it's a question that I'm not sure we can – 
I, I don't think I'm going to get an answer that I'm satisfied with. I agree with the social engineering aspect and the, the lack of cultural identity. But in my own experience, you can take people that, that do have um, a sense of their cultural identity. You may not, you know, I'm not talking about Ancestry.com. I know if I'm from Ivory Coast or Ghana or whatever. But just in a, a I think that those answers are correct. I think, I think it's an incomplete answer, though. There's something else that we're missing or that's not being um, addressed because you can have two very intelligent um, a man and a woman or trying to go into business together, and it's, you almost see this crabs in a barrel effect where it's, it seems as though um, we want to pull each other down or somebody's progressing further than you. And that is – so maybe I'm not articulating it well, but it is – No, you're no, no, I understand you clearly. And, no, and you're that, making, and you're making a lot of sense. Why, why can't? Yeah, and so I, it's just it's it's tearing me apart, and I think it's, it probably deserves its own show, probably. But mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. something else, and there's probably a number of things that are, that are, that we're missing because we should be able to do better with what we have right now. I don't think we're maximizing mm-hmm. our potential with the level of education that we have just collectively on this on this line on this call. We can do more. We can do better. Is it a numbers game? Are we too spread apart? Uh, but when we when we are together, it seems as though we struggle to make that really work more often than not. Can I can I hey, jump one, in? one quick thing, it, it, and I'll let um, brother Dwayne jump in. Let me let me say one quick thing to him real quick. And I want brother Dwayne to get his shot. Um, two things. Um, we are too spread out. That's a, that that's been said on another show. And like you said, there's a whole another show. One thing I will say to you when it comes to as Tamika says the social engineering aspect. I want you to think about this one aspect, and it's pretty simple. And again, I'm not trying to say I got the answers. But the thing that you're saying, well, this is the part that seems to still be missing. Well, part of not ever not seeing who you are, because I would ask you this, Brother Mickey, for those that you that you do see who do have, you know, some central culture, sense of self, while there still may be some a level of competition level sometimes, but I would I would agree and knowing a little bit about your background, your advancement with other brothers and you've been good at that, it still comes from those brothers who have a sense of self versus the brothers and sisters who do not have a sense of self. Just keep this in mind. Without a sense of self, you're not loving who you are. So that envy that you're talking, that we talked about just last week, if you don't love yourself, then it becomes easy to harm those who look like you. The example, uh, and then this just popped in my head, and I'm going to say it real quick. I've been, I just saw last week Brother Nipsey Hussle, Nipsey Hussle uh, who was on an interview, a hip-hop artist, and he, he talked about the idea of gang culture, and he literally said this, and I think it's a perfect example of what you're talking about. He goes, he says, think about in the gang culture when, in a sense, you're around on a mission to go harm another person. He says, when, when you're in that car, he says, you're skipping past those who are not black, you're skipping past those who are that don't fit the culture. Like they may look nerdy to you, you know, as a as a you know as a someone who's in the gangster lifestyle. So you're skipping past them because you know they're not part of your culture. He says, but when you go see that other person who's dressed just like you, but in a different color, he says, in a sense, you're on a mission looking for yourself to go kill. Yourself. Mm. Wow. Mm. And I didn't know 
bring that to the table. I was trying to be quick, but it just made sense. Brother Dwayne, I'm going to let you jump in right here if there's any three cents you want to give to it. I, I hope this is fitting this morning's discussion, but that's the beauty of the talk, been a lot of talk show. Our, our audience takes us a lot of places, and Brother Bianchi, we will be getting to you next. Go ahead, Brother Dwayne. Okay, uh, I want to hear, the, I think it was Brother Bianchi who spoke upon um, some of the things about loving ourselves. Uh, two things. One thing I noticed about humans, we are probably, if you look on Earth itself, we are probably the strongest species out of all. Um, actually, the weakest species of strength, but the strongest species because we have the ability to come together. The only reason why human beings, the only reason why we were able to build roads, infrastructures, and things like that as humans is because we had one great power is we were able to unite as a team and fend ourselves from all the lions and tigers and all those other things. We are able to come together as one. And that's one of the – we're like nanonites, human beings are. We can come together. But the only way humans came together during those times was, was trust. And if there's any sort of trust that's broken in anywhere is when they fell apart and they separated and moved to different sectors. I mean, it, it's, even, it's even biblical. If you read it in the Bible, you can see those certain things in there of how trust broke down and then different areas and different neighborhoods and different groups were built up. So that's one point about – just getting to the point about the hip. The problem that black people have with trusting each other, the whole fact of racism is based upon – separating yourselves and and what a lot of people think racism is about white people just hating black people and then affecting that no 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 it actually comes from the super elites the people who control the world the mm-hmm. higher powers the hierarchy or the 12 13 families or whatever they have basically put this creed out to the the normal white man the normal white man who's living a life who lives next door to you and i who we see at the traffic light and they basically have said to them if you keep this group of people out, we'll give you everything. We'll give you it all. So what they've done is they've created this sort of – now, it's passed on to hating our color, but they, didn't really, they don't even really know why they hate our color. If you watch some of those old movies, you'll Absolutely. see women with their kids running to the buses, beating on the buses when the black people show up. And they have their kids. They don't even know why they're doing it. They just see it doing it because it's thing. So, but they actually have something. They have houses, they have money, they're able to get jobs, they're able to get infrastructure, things like that. Okay, now you bring it to the black people, we're following that same thing. But the thing is, when we get a job, we can't bring another brother in. I, I can tell you something, I've talked to young brothers who, who brought another brother in, and the boy that they brought in did something crazy on his day off, and they both got fired. So black people can't even bring the other brother in. I mean, I think even when you and I met, Montoya, I was I was suffering one heavy blow that I took on a job in North Carolina where I brought a young brother in on a job. He was able to make like mm-hmm. $60,000, $70,000 on the job. We get to working. And my man just disappeared on me, left me holding the bag. I almost went yeah, you to work yourself doing it. Yep. I had to finish it all myself because I brought another young brother in. I will still do that. I will do that again. I will just make sure I'm protected a little better next time. But we don't bring each other in because if we bring each other in, then the person who controls the purse says, I'm not going to give you no more promotion. I'm not going to take you anywhere. I'm not going to let you make any more money. I'm not going to let you do this because we keep bringing. So that's how the distrust has been created amongst us. Like it bothers me that we don't trust each other, but I sort of understand why, because we don't run anything. And like, like the joke was about paying the gas bill, the water bill, the light bill. We are paying it to our people because that's who is employed. 
but yet they gave our people empowerment to take everything from us. The same people that the, the gas bill, our people are the ones who come out here and do all the shutoffs if you don't pay that bill. Our people is the one who cuss us out on the phone if we're not right. Like one thing about Chicago, and I don't care if the Chicago mayor is here, they are disgusting when it comes to tickets and fees and stuff like that. You miss one ticket, it goes to it triples. And you know who's collecting it? Oh Black God. people. And they are destroying mm-hmm. you just so they can get their little $15 an hour so they can live because that's all they got. They're struggling. They're they like, man, it's, a, it's my job. I got to keep my job. So if I got to dog you or put you in bankruptcy, like we got radio. We have ads on radio stations saying that the tickets, you have to file bankruptcy to get out of tickets. Now, you tell me how the black person is supposed to survive when he gets one measly ticket and he has to file bankruptcy? Yeah, that's crazy. Let me do this, brother. Yeah, brother P. Let me let me let me. I'm I'm gonna leave you on, but we only got four minutes, so we can't get it all in. But I gotta be fair to brother P. who asked to get back in, and I'm I just want to hear. You know, maybe he has something to say, or he may have some question for us. So let me do that for this brother, because again, he calls in every week, so I gotta take care of him. You know, you should have this topic again, and let me be a panelist on it, but. Fair enough. I made some bullet points. We don't have time to go through on. Somebody mentioned something about secret yeah. society. Secret society is nothing but a group of people that take an oath that is non-legal. Because once they get you in a court, you're going to tell what that oath is all about. You talk about preparing ourselves to compete. You're absolutely right. But to compete with the world, you will be required to follow established rules. You can't come in with your own rules. I still would like for somebody to describe to me the we and basically what I'm hearing is that you're just talking about rebuilding families. You're not going to rebuild a nation. The Constitution don't allow a nation within the nation. And finally, and, and, and you're talking about competing, you're talking about white supremacy, you've got to produce people that can compete against Nigerian supremacy, Asian supremacy, Latino and Eskimo supremacy. I mean, that's just the way the world is. Black people culture is American culture are a variation thereof, which is better known as a subculture. Nothing wrong with that. The people yeah, that came from Ellis Island yeah, gotta, gave up with things. Yeah, I hate to cut you real this quick. morning. I got to cut real you because I want to get final thoughts. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, okay. Get the last one in. I got to get final thoughts from both of Real quick. What I hear is you are suggesting to others to do something you are not nor is willing enough to do yourself. Fair enough, King. Thank you. All right, thanks a lot, brother Piaki. We got a couple of minutes, brother Mickey. I'm gonna have to let you go as well. So uh, I'm gonna let the Queen start. If you can do just a minute summary of should blacks build a nation within the nation from your perspective, uh, we definitely want a lot of places. I appreciate both of you in helping me get through this discussion. But go ahead, Queen. Um, no, we're not ready. We need to get ready educationally and restructure our mindset. Hey, I hope that was quick and easy. Enough. <laughs> hey, nah, that's quick and easy. Nah, absolutely, brother Dwayne. Thank you for being on. I think I hope you understand why I pulled you in. I think you've been <laughs> vital to this discussion, just to you know to take it different places, which is the point. Let's just have a good dialogue. I think you've helped us with that. I hope you understand that. And why I want your perspective. But go ahead, King. Any final thoughts on this morning's discussion question? Um, nation building? No, I'm um, I'm not down for nation building. But what I'm down for is. Um, like uh, was it Brother Bianchi was saying, let's rebuild the families. Let's um, let's let's take a look at our structure of education. 
Let's let's get our people away from mediocrity and get them towards excellence of not just music and things like that. Let's if a black guy wants to be an architect, let him be one. If if um, if a young child wants to be a banker, teach him how to be one. But let's rebuild the unity of family. Uh, and also, this may be another topic for a show. I heard something say about we're black American culture, and I think we have to start accepting that we are. As much as I want to be an African or, or as much as my family is Jamaican, and I, I still think, I dream and think in Patois. You may let McKeon still talk the way them talk, but it doesn't sound exactly like them, but I've been with it so much, it's in my soul. But I'm a black American. I was born here. I was raised here. And I think we got to start looking at that and accepting that and start building a black American culture according to where we are and who we are while we're here. Nah, thank you for your thoughts. We are at the end of the show. I'll leave a thought for anybody that hears the podcast. If you're live on air, you won't hear this final thought. Um, So thank you all both for being with us. I think it was was a beautiful thought. Um, The one thing that I'll kind of leave us with, you know, again, I just want to say this, um, is just the the, the idea that we got to play the game that's available to be played. Uh, One of my favorite thoughts on that. Um, I, I, I remember one of my favorite TV series. I don't watch TV. I haven't watched TV in a number of years, but I did get into the Wire series um, when it when it came out. Great show. And there was a a, a moment where um, I can't even think of the, the big character name now that everybody um, used to kind of rob the other dealers or whatever. But he had a situation where he was helping the police out, and he had got a got into a situation with one of the innocent. Uh, one of the drug crews, and they were battling, and they were just like, well, if you're helping us out, you can't be getting involved in these situations because then we can't, you know, and, and that's what the police are saying because he was kind of becoming, he was an informant for them, but also he was like, he says, I understand everything y'all saying, but the game is out there to be played, and I got to survive that. And so I've always took that as how we must move, in my personal opinion, as African-Americans, as we have to sh- Establish, and some people would disagree with this, but establish a stronghold in the game that's currently available to be played. And once we establish a stronghold, then we could talk about a lot more things, but to talk about it without the stronghold is futile, in my opinion. That's my last thought. Thank y'all both for being with us. I appreciate the beautiful discussion this morning for everybody out there listening. All I ask is that you think. See y'all next Saturday. Thanks a lot to both of y'all for being with me this morning. Thanks for having no me. Thanks for having me. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.